Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason. And we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. We should get sponsored, Tom, by AG1. We could try. Nah. <laughs> I mean, we could try. What, what do you guys think? Do people want ads? You know, people. people yeah. want ads, Would you right? guys like ads? <laughs> <laughs> we should try to get sponsored by hockey masks. Ooh, that was a great idea. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, everybody. Hello. We're here. We it's are. Brand We've new, arrived. We've arrived. It's a brand new mask holes. Um, yep. Our Friday we've the 13th dr- podcast. We've drilled a fresh one. Into our yeah, we have. Yep. And uh, speaking of sponsorship, this is we do have a producer. It's Chris Shanovich. Chris Shanovich, thank you so much. Thank We'd you. We'd never replace you with AG One. Now, um, yeah, we'd the, never the, replace you all, with a vitamin drink. Yeah, get all your vitamins in one place. AG One in one delicious drink. But no, no, we got Chris Shanovich, our delicious drink. Mm-hmm. And, also, uh, probably full of vitamins. Probably. If I ate Krishanovich, there's mm-hmm. probably some vitamins to be get, gotten from that. Right. right, yeah. You gained their knowledge and power and also and all, their of their, vitamins. all of their vitamins. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so thank you so much for this, our Friday the 13th podcast. We have done five episodes so far. We're chugging through it. So we're did talking we, about... Did, the- we, did we introduce ourselves? Oh, fuck. Uh, Dave. Hi, I'm Dave. Hey, that's I, how, that's- I, that, this voice is Tom's voice. This is a natural way to do it that. It is. It's not. It's yourself. not stilted or awkward. It feels <laughs> natural. You. 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 Would, you. We sounds like we've been doing this for six years. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God, Tom. We have. It's mm-hmm. fucked up. It is. It's totally. It's completely fucked. It's over six years, I think. But it's yeah, not it's, seven. It, quite it's yet. a terrifying abyss. Yeah. To look back God into. God damn. We're just. We're just watching time. Just. We unravel. are. We are. Yeah. We're. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. Um, anywho, we're like, we're like, thanks, Krishanovich. <laughs> we're like that dead Morlock in front of the time machine. We really are. That's exactly how I feel all the time. <laughs> That's a Waking great up way and stretching. I feel like a dead Morlock today. Yeah, really. Got that energy in me, that dead Morlock the world, energy. Yeah, it's just <laughs> sprinting past me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just As trying I age to keep into up. dust. Just reaching out like, help. No. <laughs> Uh, good times good times what show Um, is this (laughs) this is the one where we go through episodes of friday episodes uh i guess they're like episodes friday the 13th sequels and movies and we talk about what it was like from jason's point of view and what the best kills were who the second biggest monsters were we have all sorts of categories we are talking about this is a this is a big fucking episode this is friday the 13th part six Jason lives. Mm. Um, this this I think is significant in a few ways. 
One. Yeah. Behind the scenes, Tom. This is the only Friday the 13th film to have no nudity. That's true. I didn't true. even realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if you're into no nudity, this is the one for you. Um, this is if also you, the... If your sensitive eyes would be offended. Yeah. This is also the one where uh, Jason is officially a zombie and yeah. undead. The he comes studio, back to the, life. Yeah. Basically, the studio was very unhappy with the last film. It did not do well. And they hired Tom McLaughlin. Mc, uh, yeah. Uh, who... who uh, did a movie called one dark night i haven't seen um but basically he was hot at the time and they were like listen you can do anything you want just bring back jason <laughs> just make us jason again and so this director decided to take a page from universal monsters is how is how what it's, he was inspired yeah by. it's de- it's frankenstein the beginning it's frankenstein. yeah <laughs> yeah he also apparently he drew from vampire lore too the idea of home soil um that makes a lot of sense. And um, so he um, they also retconned the ending. Apparently, in the Friday the 13th game, the Tommy Jarvis tapes explain this, that the ending of the last film was a dream. Um, yeah. So you, Tommy Jarvis sorta, isn't a murderer. No, he sort of gets that out in a little bit of dialogue in the, in the very beginning when him and his friend Alan are driving right. to the cemetery. He mentions that he keeps having dreams about Jason, about like being Jason. And, right. uh, and then I think they mention that character, uh, whatever that character's name was, the lady's name as being back at the house. So they try to slide in there in some quick dialogue that no, 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 she's okay. It was just a dream. It's just a dream. Tommy was having about being a murderer. It's totally fine. He's not a murderer. Right. It is, uh, <laughs> it's silly, but who gives a shit? Yeah, who cares? Um, like, sure, I don't care. Yeah. Jason is played by C.J. Graham, and I only want to flag him because of the way he fucking, um, they found him. He worked at a restaurant where a magician did a stage show where he would hypnotize audience members to make them think that Jason Voorhees was attacking them. I don't know what this show was, but it sounds just delightful. Dave, and- hey Dave, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. No, no, you're right. You're, no, exactly. You're right. What? He worked the answer. at a restaurant where a magician hypnotized people into thinking Jason was after them. Yeah, I think he actually was the manager of the restaurant. Like, it gets weirder and weirder when I'm reading, like, the Wikipedia about this. Um, and so... What happened was they had originally cast a different Jason and they didn't like him. And one of the producers. How brutal is that? How brutal yeah. is that? You get cast as Jason and it's. And they're like, you're not good. And it's like, yeah. it's not, there's not like nothing to it. We talk a lot about how fun and physical the role is, but like, you got to really suck at being Jason for them to be like, yeah. nah, this is not the guy. Yeah. <laughs> you this lose that scenes. job. <laughs> <laughs> this behind the scenes feels like several people on cocaine. So, C.J. Graham was a restaurant manager and former soldier. And then at his restaurant, he had a a magician hypnotize audiences, and he would come out to play Jason. And the special effects coordinator was in in the audience of the show, saw his performance, and that's how he got to play Jason. Um, (laughs) What a weird old Hollywood tale. I know. Just like some, some, some Hollywood person being in the crowd being like, wait. That's a star. Yeah. 
This it's it's this whole movie is like a fever dream with this shit. He's a madman, that, that right? Is, like that's the story of that the guy that plays Jason is a madman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Easily. Every layer of that story is a serial killer's backstory. Yeah. Again, multiple people had to be on different drugs, mm-hmm. I think, for this stuff to come together. It was a perfect storm. <laughs> it really was, of just like cocaine and weed and booze. Um this movie is immediately tonally different. And I think I want to talk about that because it doesn't start with a flashback, a six minute long flashback. Um, it actually starts with a James Bond parody, <laughs> uh, which I totally forgot. Not about. right away. That's not right. That's away. after they wake him up and he's already killed Alan and everything. Right. But it's immediately tonally different, right? Like they're like, this is funny. Yeah. Like they, it's wacky it, off the bat. Yeah. A James Bond parody is so totally all the other films have been up to this point trying to be a horror movie trying to be serious yeah being in earnest yeah with you know some over the topness but it's still done with like teeth it's meant to be gnarly and and visceral this one is they've jumped the shark like you say but in the best way (laughs) yeah he comes back to life because lightning hits him yeah that's it that is (laughs) The nihil, the pure nihilism of that, of like, how does he come back? Who gives a fuck? And they're not <laughs> wrong. That they're absolutely not wrong. It's both the most powerful tool and the most dangerous weapon that can be in a in a filmmaker's arsenal, because yeah. it can be used for the greatest good and the vilest evil. Yes. Uh, yeah. The the feeling of who cares. The, the who cares? power of who gives a fuck. Yeah. Does anybody here care? No? Great. Because yeah. we're going to make them get struck by lightning. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fine. And then we're going to do a James Bond opening. Yeah. Why? Because fuck Who you. And I, a fuck? Like, can you imagine being in the audience and being like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I, I brought my date. We were ready to get scared. And I, I, like, this would be one of those situations where I'd hope at the time I'd be like, okay, changing gears. Like, all right. This okay. This they, is not the movie I thought. I I didn't watch the trailers. Maybe I should have. Uh, yeah. Because uh, they're all on the the DVD. But um, I feel like it was maybe a little clear that this was supposed to be tongue in cheek. It's called Jason Lives with an exclamation right. point, which is very like kind of drive in, B movie sure. cheese. I feel like they must have at least hinted in the previews that this was going to be a little wacky. Yeah, because that would I, that would be bold to spring that on people <laughs> for sure. I don't know. It's hard because you think of like um, the Shane Black Predator. I think is the Jason Lives of Predator. It is, yeah. And people were kind of like, "What the hell is this?" Well, they didn't. And they like, they didn't advertise that. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Is they didn't oh, advertise it. So like, I I hope so. I hope you're right. I should watch the ads too. Because I think most horror franchises should get to this point, right? If you're making part six, I think at that point you're like, well, let's make what it are you, What are you worried about? It? At part six? Part yeah. six? Yeah. This is what Scream should have done. It's what, it's what all these franchises should do, most of them at least, which is like, by this point, it needs to be funny and dumb. It really does. And this is. This is a blast. This movie... It really, I think it is my favorite. This is my favorite one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is the most fun to watch. It's probably the one I've seen the most. 
Yeah. It also sets the tone that was adapted the most by the game, in my opinion. Like, the soundtrack, I feel like, is the most realized. Jason looks the most realized. Even the way he moves is very funny in the way that I always think of that Jason. He's kind of like, we'll talk about it more, but he's kind of like a cat. Like, there's a lot of periods where he just stands there staring blankly. Yeah. Um, just a total just enigma. Weird. Yeah, he's just yeah. a creep, just standing there, leering at people. Like what are you? Yeah. What are you doing, bud? Yeah, the, I don't know. I don't know what's what's going on. Those those wheels are spinning. Uh, Lord knows what. Why? Smoke what coming why. out of his ears. Yeah. Uh, and I guess for the plot, all we have to say is Tommy Jarvis accidentally wakes up Jason. Right. And uh, <laughs> he's. <laughs> we have to talk about how badly he. So he's having nightmares. He's having terrible nightmares about Jason. So he has to go find his grave, make sure he's in there and then destroy his corpse by burning it with gasoline. He fucks up so badly. Like he fucks up burning a, I didn't know you could screw it up this badly, but he messes up burning a corpse so badly that not only is the corpse not burnt, but it has reanimated itself and killed his friend. Like that's how badly he screwed up burning a corpse. It's very important. It came back to life, huh? Jason. Wow. That's never happened. (laughs) He could not be more defenseless at the beginning. He is covered in worms and rotting. That is as defenseless as you can get. Yeah, yeah I Tommy have that, Jarvis. I have that written in my so notes bad. too. Oh, just real quick. When they pop yeah. open his his little casket, like tomb dust burps out of there, and there's like it's these disgusting. thick cobwebs. Like it looks like Jason's been dead for a thousand years. Yeah, it's one <laughs> it's of like the, the most Grail Knight in the Last Crusade that they find it really in Italy. Is. It's one of the more disgusting shots of a movie ever is that fucking worm-covered corpse. Oh, well, like, yeah. That, they get two real gnarly ones. It's that one, and then later with the state trooper whose head he squishes, and he just has a, a big stream of boogers coming out of his head. Yeah. It's yeah. it's like the foulest thing, weirdly. It really is. Anyway. But <laughs> Tommy Jarvis basically is his own worst enemy, and we'll, we can get more into that, but like... It's about Tommy Jarvis accidentally reanimating Jason, then trying to warn a town in such an unhinged way that he is arrested within seconds. He's trying to warn Crystal Lake. Um, Yeah. And it's not just just that he's a man. It's, it's again, a perfect storm. It's a combination of he's trying to warn the town like a maniac, and the sheriff of the town is a maniac. Right. It's about – it's kind of like – like a Jaws three where it's like a series of failures that allows something really avoidable to happen because it's, I mean, I know Jason is, he's hard to kill. I get that. But like most of the story is Tommy Jarvis trying to get to crystal Lake. And in that time, Jason kills like 15 people. Oh yeah. Like it's, it's just a series of murders of Jason of random people and including Tony, Tony Goldwyn. (laughs) Um, <laughs> yeah. which is I think one of those things that I forget every time. Yeah, and I he, go like, he, sh- oh, he shows fuck. up. It's like a jump scare. There's yeah. a thing I noticed about Jason's journey this time around that never really stood out to me is that it's really all if you plot it out, like if you're taking notes and just plotting out what he does, all Jason does is wake up out of his grave and walk straight back to Crystal Lake. That's the yes. entire movie. It's kind of like that joke in Clerks too about Lord of the Rings just being people walking to a volcano. Yeah, that's this movie. This movie is basically people going to Crystal Lake. That's it. That's the entire movie. It's, is Jason it's Tommy, walking to Crystal Lake? Tommy getting to Crystal Tommy Lake? Tommy having a whirlwind chicken little 
breakdown trying to warn yeah. everyone as Jason is just making a relentless beeline, just trudging towards Crystal Lake. Right. That's it. And has a series of adventures on the way. It's like Homeward Bound. It's like, uh, he's like, he's just trying to go home and he has to run into all these things, paintballers and yeah, it's a series of having aerobic vignettes. fucking. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the yeah, movie and it's North. It's a beautiful film. It is. It really is. It, it, it's great. Cause yeah, mo- uh, it's the most unconnected one. Like if you remember, and I, I, this is why it's one of the best ones is, um, all the other ones, they kind of do this thing where it takes like 45 minutes. There'll be like a few little deaths, but then like in the last half hour, suddenly everything goes wrong, right? It becomes this rampage where the final the final girl finds all her fucking friends dead. I think Jason like stealth attacks, right? That's an interesting And in this one, he's just murdering right from the start and that's, he never stops. That's an interesting point. I think the original couple were still trying to do the Halloween thing of where they right. build they build suspense for the first half, and then the second half is the release of the suspense as people start getting killed off. Um, I, I guess part five sort of still, because part five becomes a whodunit, so they still have that. But you're right, this is yeah. the first one where, like we, we mentioned it's significant for a lot of reasons, and one of the big reasons is this is when they realize that Jason is funny. Yeah. Uh, so it, it this definitely is a change in 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 gears. It, it definitely is just like what this is what like we think of when we think of dumb slashers is the yes. way this movie approached it. Like 100%. the other the other ones were still earnestly trying to like build suspense. Uh, although part four I think is closer to this in terms of like it, its body count is just massive. Like yes. he starts murdering people right away in part four as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're totally right. Like the tone is totally different between this one and part four. I would argue this also one is more from Jason's perspective than the others. Like we, I felt like more than ever I was following Jason because they'll do these vignettes and you'll sort of see where Jason He's is. He's the early. only thing that connects every scene. You're right. There exactly. are, there's like three or four completely unconnected vignettes that he just wanders through. Right. L- like a, like the cat in cat's eye. <laughs> Exactly. He's so like a cat in this. And and so like yeah, it's it just feels like they I think it's not that it's not an improvement. It's simply that thing where they're like, "Listen, if you want that other style, we already made a we bunch of We did it of already. Them. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's let's goof it up." Yeah, let's goof it up and they do. Um should we talk about what Jason's up to? Should we go through Jason's journey? Yeah. Cuz like Eternal darkness is how it starts for him. Or I guess judging by the other films, he's in hell. Is he in hell when this starts? I don't know what he, I, I we mean, can hope. A, yeah. I mean, I think that's what he would want. Right. And then he just is suddenly ba- brought back to life. And the first thing he does is start murdering. He's immediately like, he's, he's just ready to go. He w- Yeah. He wakes up in his grave and there's two dudes standing over him. So he's like, oh, yeah. fraptious day. Yeah. And I think Jason's arc in this is watching it is it's Jason realizing that he's a zombie. It, there's a few parts where he seems to be genuinely surprised by his own strength and like has these moments where he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like that. And like you said, it's him just trying to get back to crystal lake running into dipshits he immediately runs into Col- tony goldwin um 
and his his girlfriend who are counselors he murders the hell out of them and then i think it's the paintballers where he tears off someone's arm yeah (laughs) and he holds the arm because he's surprised he did it like that's what it looks like there's this moment where he's looking at the arm like oh shit it's like huh this just came right off right like i think the most of this movie is jason trying to decide like did i get super strong or did humans get weaker yeah how long was i asleep yeah and he's trying to figure out what the world is like the paintballers he seems genuinely curious about like he's just wandering through the woods with this fence post that he found um and he just starts getting those upgrades and weapons good on him yeah he picks up the machete at the uh at the at at the paintball match with the insurance maniacs yeah oh god yeah (laughs) he finds the 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 um the care the caretaker of the cemetery old drunk marvin in the woods kills him finds another couple kills, kills them yeah he, he does a lot of twofers and threefers yeah because he decapitates three people at once the ra- a rare triple decap yeah he's on top of his game like he's he's in this moment where he's like punching through a guy nothing's hurting him i i wonder what he thought the paintballs were if he thought those were bullets or something i have i, I have that written down when like underlines like what must he think this paintball match is because jason is the mind of a teenager right so like i think he's learning in real time what like what paintball is in that moment um and like it's not every day we have to watch someone process. There's that, there's know? a thing here that we have to sort of fill in between the lines. Once he gets to these insurance maniacs who are just playing paintball in the woods as part of some team building exercise, he takes one of them out by ripping his arm off and throwing him into a tree. Uh, he yeah. gets the triple D cap on three of them, and then he's just left with this little wormy guy, this little nerd, Nerdermeyer. Um, yep. Yeah who sees the triple decap and shoots Jason with a paintball. This enrages him. Because yes. I don't know if you noticed later, but... Uh, he tears it, that man up. It, yeah, it cuts away. We don't see what happens. We just see Deputy Rick, who was a, a, a monster we'll have to discuss. Uh, yeah. We just see Deputy Rick find little nerdy guy's body, and he is just in pieces, strewn across the forest like a werewolf killed him. Yeah. Jason was furious at this guy for shooting him with a paintball. A hundred percent. Yeah, because I think he didn't know it wasn't a gun. And I, I think he was like, hey, like I, and, and he, he messed him up like it's a humiliation. So, yeah, yeah. He ripped that man apart. Oh, like when you Jason, get, when you get scared by something stupid because it surprises yes, you. And then you feel yes. embarrassed and mad. Yeah, exactly. It's like when that guy squirted Tom Cruise with water. It's just like, hey, fuck you, man. You know, like, what the fuck was that? Like, yeah, yeah. And he was just extra mad at this dipshit. Yeah, I think this is the equivalent of Jason. Basically, it feels like it's Jason has gone back home. And there's a moment where he sees Crystal Lake and he reflects on it. And you can tell he's... Well, I think his I think he's like they changed it cuz they changed the name. Yeah, it's Forest Green, I think, no. Right. So I feel like this is the vibes of someone coming back to their hometown and like walking around and seeing how things are different. Like he's going through the woods like these paintballers weren't here before. What is this? Like he's like mad and then on top of that he's slowly realizing that he apparently is a zombie. <laughs> um and he's yeah, just maybe that's so why he was that's time. why he was so mad about the paintball. Like he thought I, he thought he was gonna die, 
So right. he chased that guy down and meted out rage upon him, then realized he wasn't going to die. Maybe he's like, oh, am I super powered? Right. Maybe and that's what like, like oh, it's paint. yeah, maybe that's what gave him the courage later to just absorb the gunshots. Yeah. Because I don't think I Jason's think, been shot before this. No, he, he gets shot a few times and it pisses him off again. The shotgun almost that gets him on the ground. And he does seem angry about that as well. So my question is, does he think all guns are paintball guns? Because he's he I, was never shot as a living man. Right. So he Maybe. has no reason to, because the paintball was exactly as effective as the real gun. I think there's a situation where had Jason known the context of guns, he would have been like, oh, I'll use a gun. Right. Like He's just that. walking around like the Punisher. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think if he knew about oh, guns, man, he might Jason use Jason an Uzi. Hell yeah. That'd be so funny. But he doesn't like to him. Guns are like, they just are these things that sting him and they're annoying. Right. And to him, they don't even kill people. So that's he might not mu- even that's know. It. That must be it, Dave. We figured it yeah. out. That's why he doesn't use guns. Yeah. Cause he doesn't know. He thinks he they're all paintball know. guns. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think he quite knows what a paintball gun is either. He just thinks, well, guns are really ineffective. Yeah, he just knows it's whack as shit. Yeah. I think the moment he gets his bearings in this is when he hears the sex in the camper. Oh, yeah. And when, I he's, think, when he's lured to Quartz camper by the, the stench of, of fuck mist. Yeah. And I think this is the part where, like, he's testing his theory. Because he, go, he goes, he tricks them. He pulls the electricity and creeps into the camper, mm-hmm. which is him kind of remembering all his previous things. Yeah, right? he's running he's his, like, yeah, here and when he gets to the camp, he starts running his old his his old Jason playbook, right? The old like, the old hits playing the classics. Yeah, when he first gets to the camp, he's like looking through, and there's kids. And I want to talk about that. Of like, I like guns. Has Jason actually ever encountered children? Like it feels when like he he's was always alive. killed the ca- right. But it it feels like most of the time he's always killed counselors before. Yeah, I guess little Tommy Jarvis. But well, he and just when he was be, a little kid and and quote-unquote drowned yeah Yeah, like it doesn't he seems to not be mad at children like children seem to be safe around jason (laughs) he i think he's he's trying to figure them out yeah because i i think like most of the time when he attacks crystal lake it's before the kids show up yeah um it's just those teens those darn teens doing drugs and having sex also remember he did not kill the dog no he didn't he just freaked the dog out Mm mm-hmm yeah, so he he doesn't seem to be interested in dogs and kids, um, unless the dogs fuck. I bet if dogs fuck, it would enrage him. Ah, oh, he'd be furious. Yeah, but he's sort of. I think until this moment, and if the, the, the dogs were fuck, drinking beer, Dave. Mm. Oh God, but yeah, I think he's generally trying to get his bearings because every all of his tax up to this point, I'm going to call uh, self defense for Jason. Jason th- sees them as self-defense. It's people the wandering guy, in front of him, basically. Right. Trying to drive their car at him. Um, trying to pour gasoline on him. Trying to throwing bait, paintballs at him. Like, hitting him with paintballs. So I think the moment he hears the kids fucking, he's like, there we go. And then Back on solid he, ground. Yeah. He kills this woman in the camper. And then he sneaks up behind court. Mm-hmm. And looks himself in the mirror while this teenage Frankenstein song is playing. Hell yeah. And I think the song speaks to him. I think he's like, this song is good. Yeah. Um, J- and I, Jason likes cock rock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And I think he's contemplating what he is. And so then he stabs the guy in the face, lets the RV crash. I assume to like see what's going to happen. He's testing his powers. It's like when Frank Langella sets himself on fire at the end of the ninth gate. It's exactly like that. Yeah, it's exact. I I know everybody was thinking of the same thing. So I just wanted to articulate it to get it on the record. Uh, So, yeah, I think that's what it is, is like the first half of this is Jason figuring it out. Once he knows he's superhuman, he immediately twists a person's head completely around. (laughs) He sure does, Dave. Just twists her head right off. Then he squirrels that body away for a rainy day. Nope, just (laughs) walks it past the window for all the kids to see. A child who will never be the same again. Oh, all these kids are changed. I love, they're under my list for second best monsters, but the two nihilist kids... Yeah. Who are just like, well, we're going to die. Like, they're two old comedians almost. Yeah, they're right. Well, what, what, what did you want to be when you grew up? Like, they've just <laughs> accepted that they're going to be hacked to death by Jason. Jason, he just at this. This is where he starts staring at the children, right? Like, this is the part where. So I, I, I thought he was going through a few things because he this is this most cat like like he stands outside the window and just like watches the counselor. And I had a theory about this. Um, I think he thinks that she's the final girl. And what I mean by that is Jason has some trauma, right? Which is that he must know at this point that once he's seemingly killed everybody, it always goes wrong for him, right? Right. Once he gets down to like the last teen girl, that's when things blow up in his face. You're exactly right. Yeah. And so I think he's weirdly hesitant with this one last girl. He's gun shy. Yeah. Yeah, and then he just Listen, murders Dave, him. he got his skull pulverized by a bald Corey Feldman last time. Yeah. Yeah, his ego's taking a hit. He's he's taken he's 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 in a little bit of pieces. He's busted up a bit. Right, and he's waiting for the angle. And so he watches this girl for an unusually long amount of time, and then he the scare is that the door opens and nothing no one comes in, and then he she comes up to it and he runs through the door, right? And to me, that Uh, means it's a false. Yeah, I think she like closes it and he's either there or he's on the other side. It's like a false start. It's like he started to go through the door, got shy and was like, wait, what if this is what kills me? And like backs up again. And then he's I think he's very happy when he realizes he can just murder this young woman. And uh, because he does, he goes ape shit on this minor character. Yeah. Like he, <laughs> I think because he thinks she's the final girl. He's right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. He, yeah, he thinks this is the one that was gonna like hang him or cut his head off or something. So yeah. he just m- super murders her. She's all over the walls. Yeah, it's crazy he, how much punishment he meets out on this minor character. Yeah, don't even remember ridiculous. what her name was. Yeah, and then he goes back to take a look at the kid again. Yeah. So. Like, I feel like there's something about the kid that's bugging him. Like, he's just like, I got to figure these kids out. <laughs> I think it's that he's trying to figure out if he kills kids, right? Yeah, I think that's it's like a cat on the other side of a window looking at a bird yeah. or something. Like, he knew, he knows he has to wait until they're, like, at least 16 and start drinking. Right. But he's like... He's, like, he has to wait like, until they get some vice in their lives. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, irked by them. Where yeah. he's like, Where he's I confounded by them. Yeah, he just doesn't quite know what to do. It reminds me of, I got a hamster, and we had it in the ball, and our dog couldn't figure that out. 
Like the dog, basically for the dog's point of view, we took a piece of steak and put it in a glass box. And the dog was like looking at us like, what is this? Is this for me or not? Who's eating this? Someone's eating this, right? Yeah. That's like, why we're not you just, brought this in here. Yeah. Right. Like, what is this? And it's the same vibe of Jason looking at these kids like, someone is someone going to kill these kids? Do I have to? What is the point of these kids? Um, maybe and then the maybe some up. part of him dimly remembers that the counselors will come back to the kids eventually. Right, because I think he uses them as bait because they scream out later, and they they he like does keep going. Yeah, he does keep going back to the kids' cabin. Yeah, and I I feel like eventually he's like, okay, if I scare the kids, I get more things to. Move. Right, it's like the ma- like the rat pushing the dopamine button. Exactly. Like, well, I know if I um, do this, more teens show up. So <laughs> yeah, and then I can kill them. Yeah, and, I can and maybe kill them. I can keep this keep this going for some years. You know, keep these kids alive the, so that they the zombiness has rotted into his brain. Like Jason already had a limited understanding of the world, and I think it's <laughs> only gotten more loose as he's been dead. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, as he's been dead, and hell, I guess, is infecting his mind and spirit. Yeah. <laughs> And at this point, this is where the cops come, and a few things happen. One, so Jason, the, the character's name was Sissy, who he killed, who he decapitated, twisted her head around. Mm-hmm. Later, we find her head in the police car, but the cop car just shows up, mm-hmm. which means that he has Sissy stowed away, mm-hmm. and he was waiting for the right moment. Yes. He was like, I know I'm going to be able to put this head in something. Yeah, and it's going to be funny, and it's a, it's a move we know he likes to do because he put his mom's head in the fridge. Right. I think maybe this was him kind of a cop-out. And what I mean by that is maybe he thought about the radio, but I think more than any, he was running out of time. And so he was like, all right, I guess I'll just put it in here. Like that, I don't I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's, he trapping, well, for the he's trapping the car, maybe, right? Yeah, yeah. Because that's where you'd put the trap in Jason, the video game, right? So he's putting, oh, the, you're right. he's putting the head in the car. So if they open the car to escape, they're going to scream. Like right, when, a, he, when a head rolls out of a car, you scream. You're right. That is what it is, is he knows, okay, they're probably going to want to come back to this car. These idiots have willingly showed up to get murdered by me. Mm-hmm. They're going to run back to these cars, so I'm going to put that in the car. Right, he's putting a noisemaker in the car, basically, so he yeah. can hear it. At some point, he gets a throwing knife. <laughs> it's just in his Not belt. Sure it's in his yeah. belt, man. I don't know where he gets it, but it's just yeah. there. <laughs> and here's... A series of awkward moments where, like, they they do this where the cops like shining the flashlight and just passes Jason, who is apparently just standing in the bushes, mm-hmm. and then he just nails him with the throwing knife. Um, yeah, right. Then later, just with so much force that he flies off the little dock and into a boat. It's amazing. It's re- it's awesome. It, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's really and awesome. Then- he has a similar moment with the sheriff where he comes face to face with the sheriff and they have like an awkward silence for a moment. Well, you forgot and the other sh- cop who he, he squishes his head and boogers come out of his face. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the guy who shoots him and it pisses him off. Yeah. Just enrages um, him further. But then he runs into the sheriff and it's like this awkward moment. And then he <laughs> winds back the machete <laughs> and the cop shoots him. Yeah. It reminded me of like two cats when they stare at each other and one of them just suddenly tries to attack the other. Right. It's like, like they're trying to decide. Are we, are we fighting? Are we going to fight? Is this a right. fight now? Are we fighting? 
<laughs> and Jason finds like, all right. He's he's gun shy still. Like it, here, it's more literal. But like you know, he's got the paintball gun and the revolver before. He's like, well, I hit that fine. This gun's a bit bigger. I don't know about this. Right. One. I don't know about and this he's, one. He's waiting for something bad to happen to him. Yeah, he's waiting for the other shoe to drop. He's like this. This power has got this. This has been awesome so far, but there's got to be a catch, right? He goes back to the kids and he starts to try to kill. I think her name is Helen. Um, oh, the and, sheriff's and, daughter. Is, yeah, it's Megan. Megan. Um, and this is where okay. I think this goes in here. Um, Tommy Jarvis goes, Jason, come get me. It's me you want, and Jason goes after him. I don't think Jason knows who Tommy is. I think it's that madman meme where he's like, I don't think about you at all. Yeah, I don't think about you at all. I, I think he is haunting Tommy's dreams, and I genuinely don't think Jason knows who Tommy is. I think he re- Tommy uses his name, and Jason's like, oh, I think that guy knows me. <laughs> but right. I don't think he knows who Tommy is. He could recognize him from earlier. That's about as much as I'll give him because we yes. do know that Jason's a vindictive son of a bitch because he did right. track down Alice. I think her name was in the first one to her apartment in town and killed her. Yeah. Well, yeah. When, if he doesn't get you, he's like, I got to get that guy. And so Tommy, like, like you said, he saw him at the beginning. So he's like that guy, but yeah, like Tommy obliterated him when he, when Tommy was a child, when he was Corey Feldman. So I do, I, he, I'm certain he doesn't recognize Tommy from then. He just recognizes him as, oh, that's the guy that dug me up. Yeah. Jason's like, again, he's like a cat. So Tommy's making the most noise and attention using his name. And Jason recognizes him from earlier. So I think that's all to say that's what it is. Tommy has this like big like he's really like created this like, you know, this, this rivalry. Like, legacy. Yeah, the, yeah, this for this for, fantasy for Jason. It was a Tuesday. Right, this mythology around Jason who couldn't yeah. give a fuck about Tommy. Yeah, and I think the, the biggest piece of evidence, the strongest piece of evidence for that is when he's wading out into the lake to get to Tommy, Megan starts yelling. She's like, no, Tommy, don't do it. And Jason stops and turns back towards her. Yes. Again, he's like a cat. Like, it's just whoever makes the most noise. I was, I was like, oh, okay. I was watching, like I said aloud to the screen. I was like, y'all are confusing, Jason. Yeah, they are. He really is like I don't. Only know one person first. can make noise for this to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. You're crossing him up. <laughs> he eventually, yeah, he decides to go in the lake, and then I'm yada yadding a little of this because it's funny. Right, you you skipped over the funniest thing, which is that when he folds the sheriff in half. But that's fine. Oh yeah, and then what happens to Tommy is hilarious. But I oh just want to know, yeah. When he throttles Tommy at the bottom of the lake, he doesn't die. Jason doesn't die, Mm-mm. right? No, he's still he's just hanging down there like a chain chomp. He just stops, meaning that he just stops caring to kill Tommy. Like that's the thing. Jason doesn't like rip Tommy apart. No, Tommy appears to have died. Like he yes. he he, he throttles Tommy until Tommy stops moving, and then Jason lets go of him. It's more it's more evidence that Jason really doesn't remember Tommy. No, like he that. doesn't have like because so, we we saw how horrible his vengeance can be if you yeah. shoot him with a paintball gun, or if he thinks he remembers you from before. Right, like He's, in Jason's very, point of view, he like gently kills Tommy. I mean, strang- throttling you at the bottom of the lake is not gentle, but it's gentle for Jason. No, it is because if you think about it. Tommy uh, resurrected him. Mm-hmm. Jason's probably like, 
likes Tommy. Tommy might be the guy he's the least angry at. And it's just very funny because Tommy's the most angry at Jason. Yeah. So I think Tommy at the end, Jason's like, Jason. yeah, at the end, Jason's like, well, I'm still going to kill this guy, obviously, but he didn't do me wrong. And it's just, uh, yeah, he doesn't seem mad at it's him. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. He just like lazily goes like, I think, I think he's dead. I don't know. I don't know. I'll let him go. And that's it. And once again, and then he's down there. Tommy has a plan. He has, his plan was to lure Jason out into the lake and drown him with a, a chain anchored to a rock. Um, but he screws this up so badly <laughs> that there's a, that there's, a up. there's a shot that is uh it's one of one of my favorite shots in any Jason movie, uh, where it's the boat broken in half and mostly sunk, the lake's on fire, and Tommy is floating face down in the middle of it. It's he the fucked fire up is so the key. bad, <laughs> Dave. I almost called you Jeff. He fucked up. <laughs> he fucked up so bad that he lit a lake on fire. Fire wasn't He's even floating part of his plan. face down. His boat's cracked in half. <laughs> like Jason jumps up onto the boat and snaps it in half like the shark in Jaws. Yes. Let's like let's he, talk about it, something. It could not have gone more wrong for Tommy. It really couldn't. And I, like, are we good getting into second best monsters? Because well, that gets us right into Tommy. Yeah, we do have to say like Megan rescues him and and kills Jason with an outboard motor. Oh right, but it, he's alive at the. But end. he's alive. He just can't move. He's stuck yeah. down there. Yeah. Um, no, Tommy. Twice in this movie, twice like I. Tommy says, "I have a plan," and then fucks it up so badly that the exact opposite thing happens. Right. He gets like a critical <laughs> fail on both of his plans. Yeah. He he. So just at the beginning. So he's driving. He is a maniac. He says, Jason belongs in hell. I'm going to see that he gets there. And it's like, Tommy, isn't he already in hell? Right. He's like, he's been dead for at least 10 years in the timeline yeah. of this movie. <laughs> and, and it all begins with him. Like, I got to be sure. And so it's like, okay, I guess. And we're able to figure out that his plan is to burn Jason. Like that's what the Wikipedia says and everything, but that's not what he attempts to do he digs up jason and then just starts screaming and stabbing him with a fence yep and then he l- tries to light him in fire afterwards after jason comes alive so it's all to say that J- tommy had no plan like he was he d- i don't think he knew what he wanted out of this no, moment tommy is crazy like he needs to go back to the halfway house like yeah. he's he's obsessed with these dreams about jason and he's decided that the only way to rid himself of these dreams is to dig up jason's body and set it on fire like i feel like this is right the exact problem that he should be talking to somebody about exactly and it doesn't help that he's incompetent because no. i think those are two separate problems that tommy has yeah. One is that he's uh, he's has a lot of trauma and he's uh, you know he needs help and the other is that he is just not very good. Like just not good at things. He's bad at things. Yep, um, he's his own worst enemy. He's wearing all the denim in the county. Oh yeah. All so much denim. denim and suspenders. There's a lot of suspenders yeah. in this movie. Yes, there are. Sissy it's is true. wearing it's suspenders weird. with sweatpants. Yeah. There's it's a very suspender heavy. It's a weird era. What is this like? I want to say like late eighties, like eighty six, I think, or eighty five, yeah. around there. Yeah. Um, Tommy spends most of the time like talking about Jason, like he's a wild animal. Like he, it's mostly him warning people about um, Jason. He has a bunch of books right. on it's the occult. Like, it's like a lion got loose, basically. Which that's kind of how you treat yeah. Jason. 
for sure. He he seems his plan is based off like a cult books. Like that, I don't know where he, he got the got, plan. It's like he got from an all night library. Yes. Yeah. Uh, where and he got plan, these books. <laughs> his plan is to lure Jason back to the lake, I guess. Because and I don't know why that would work. Jason has been fine in the lake before. It's where he wants to go. You don't even need to lure yeah. him there. They meet Jason there. Yeah. When and Tommy almost, and Ma- uh, Maggie, when Tommy and Megan get to the lake, Jason has been there for hours. Right. He beats them there. Yeah. And Tommy is basically useless, right? Like he spends most of the time. In, he runs into a police station, and this is a team effort, which we'll get to. Oh yeah. But within thirty seconds of him walking into a police station, he is behind bars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a real. It's a real. Uh, <laughs> what? What do they call it? Unstoppable force meets an it meets an immovable object. Yes, yes. This is two maniacs. <laughs> two maniacs like fighting over a piece of cheese. Yeah, because it's both of their where it's like Tommy is so unhinged that I get why you might detain right. him. He runs then, in and tries to grab a shotgun out of the cabinet. So the sheriff's yes. like, "Well, I have to arrest you now." Right. It's like Tommy just explain yourself don't even say it's jason say like there is a murderer yeah. a man murdered a man, he's dressed as jason for he straight up canoed my friend's heart right out of his body yeah yeah i gotta be honest it was fucking cool but it was also right. really scary right but instead he has this elaborate rock like this wily e. coyote trap with a rock and a chain and yeah once again ends up fucking it up so badly that he's just floating in water like it's, an asshole it's a real molder it's a real molder move it's a real like molder. jason strangles him to death tommy has died like megan needs to yeah. resuscitate him yeah when he finally gets jason to the lake he's like he's home now and i'm like do you think he lives in the lake like that even that doesn't make much sense like jason lived in a shack um like what does tommy mean by like it's so weird that a little kid drowned in a lake right and now Tommy's like, that's his home. That's where he, he wants to be. But he didn't really remember. In the, in the canon of the franchise, he did not drown in that lake. Right. So, like, I don't know why Tommy would think the lake had to do with anything. Yeah, if you want to take it's him really play, back to the place where he canonically died, it was in your living room, Tommy. Right. And Tommy doesn't even get the big defeat. Megan. Megan no, is yeah, the one Megan who defeats Megan kills Jason. him with the boat motor. Yeah, Tommy is dead. Tom- when she yeah. does it <laughs> Tommy doesn't do shit uh, Is I mean, this Tommy's he, last film? It is, yeah This like I, I have that in my notes Where he's like, it's over, it's finally over Jason's home Like This has left him a broken man We don't see him again after that and That's for, right. for good reason, I think Because if we don't count the extra, extra lore It's just very funny Because it means that Jason Will continue to terrorize people For years and years and Jarvis either ignores that news or just pretends it's not happening or like is is like just like, yeah, someone will figure it out. I think he's because probably banned from the state of New Jersey. Probably. Yeah. But like Jason takes Manhattan, you know, you think Tommy would show he's up waiting for him. <laughs> yeah. It's just very funny that Tommy is just like uh, he's like, it's over. And then they made like five more movies. Yeah. <laughs> without Tommy. They sure did. Um. Yeah, and for it's good because Tommy is useless in this. He really is. Yeah, he I love does him not, so much, though. Yeah, I do too. There's a lot it's of there's a lot funny. of top shelf maniacs in this movie. Oh, there is. We'll go into it. Just to punctuate this, it's just funny that the Friday the Thirteenth game, Tommy Jarvis is the one who delivers the 
killing blow when like that's not the case <laughs> it was in part four ability. but yeah not not, oh, yeah. not as the adult denim clad version the denim cowboy yeah uh his friend alan is kind of a maniac because just yeah i have, don't see much of him the first thing i have written down is this guy was never going to live long no he really wasn't he's just really he went, he's really gung-ho about helping his friend carry shovels and kerosene to a graveyard Yes, and then he's surprised when yeah. Tommy starts digging up the body. He's like, what, what are we doing? And it's like, what did you think you were bringing shovels to the graveyard for, Alan? The best example of that is when Tommy rips the fence pole out and starts stabbing Jason's corpse. Like, Alan goes like, oh, shit. Like, in a yeah. tone, it's like, here we go again. Like, this is a yeah. thing Tommy does often. Yeah. Alan's, I want to know about Alan and Tommy's relationship. Yeah. It's like, he's uh, Ad, Alan's like his Ed McMahon. Yeah. There's Darren and Elizabeth. Um, mm-hmm. That's Tony Goldwyn. Uh, I, all I have for that is his, the fact that he has a gun and hasn't told Liz implies that maybe he was going to kill her. And then also him just casually suggesting running down Jason with the car. Oh yeah. They're driving which, a, they're driving a VW bug through the woods, like not yeah. on a, not on a road through the woods. So yes. we already know there's some sort of they're they're like a some kind of serial murderers. Like yes, we, yes. We we interu- Jason interrupted them in the middle of their natural born killers. Yes, I think there's a few of those. The 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 sexist paintballer who brought a machete to a corporate paintball game. I was like, it's good that Jason killed him. It's good Jason killed <laughs> like, him because he was he was going to triple decap the rest of the team. Exactly. Uh, and then there's Megan. So Megan. Megan. S- is man just a full-blown celestial sorceress maniac just my god (laughs) the planets aligned to make this nutcase (laughs) right she goes harder than jason it feels like she really kind of does she sees this man in a in a jail cell this young man and just goes "Ooh, i want to talk to this guy she instantly wants to fuck tommy yes and the only thing she knows about him is that he is behind bars Mm mm-hmm she that playfully he may have killed some people. Yeah. Well, later she breaks him out while his dad, her dad is like, no, he killed people. She has that. My cop, my, my dad is a cop hubris where she like, this is another moment later. Her own father points a shotgun directly at her face to mm-hmm. stop her. Sure does. And that's another one of those. It takes two to tango where it's like the dad's a maniac, but also she has done so much that you kind of do need to point a gun at her and go, stop. You need to stop or I will shoot you. She, like, um, she needs to be put in handcuffs. She answers the phone at the police station with a joke, and it's the deputy calling in a double homicide. Yes. Like, she's like, he's sure. in the, I'm sorry, the sheriff can't come to the phone right now. He's in the bathroom draining his lizard. And it's Deputy Rick who has just discovered the murdered corpses of her two missing friends. Yes who they think is murdered by the guy she has the hots for. She says, don't beat him up too badly. He's kind of cute. And it's like, Oh, okay. So we're playfully corrupt too. like, she's just like such a dark character. She like Um, flippantly brings up her dead mom. Like like, if your mother was still alive, like she's mimicking her dad. Right. She has like a death wish. She's she's a death fetish. Yeah, she's like, ooh, maybe Tommy's going to kill me, too. Yeah, ooh, like, that's he's what surrounded like. by a cloud of death. Yeah, then he, we didn't mention this, he grabs her through the bars and, like, forces himself on her, and she loves it. It's her plan, though. 
Oh, right. It is her plan to steal a cop's gun yeah. and make him it's free the murderer. It's her plan to fucking hold Deputy Rick at gunpoint and lock him in a cell so she can boost Tommy, the suspected murderer. Right. And there's this moment near the end where she finds that room filled with blood and guts and she goes, oh, daddy, and like freaks out. So I want to know, what did she think was happening? Was it all a game to her? Like there's this moment where she gets faced with reality and she kind of turns so it feels think, like she's <laughs> I think Jason's been an abstract in her mind the whole movie. Like she never yeah. really believed Jason was real. She just is really really into Tommy for some reason. Who she I think she wanted to like natural born killers. Yeah, maybe. Um, because she did have that death fetish and she, then the moment she realized that she could be murdered. She was like, oh, fuck. It's not you into know? it anymore. Yeah. And then she immediately wants her dad. Uh, she wants to fuck yeah. Tommy so bad. She leads the cops on a high speed chase while blasting she, cock rock and her Camaro. She, she really does. Yep. And that's how it ends with her getting a fucking gun in her face. Yep. By her dad, Sheriff Garris. She is. Um, she is down bad. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <might> be. <laughs> It's it's one of those things. A lot of Friday the Thirteenth have this, where it's like there are just characters who could have been their own horror movies. Yeah, and she could have been a natural born killers esque like slasher. Like she's such like they're doing that thing where they want us to think other people are murderers. It feels like, but we know Jason <laughs> is clearly the murderer. Yeah, it's it's never a mystery about it. Yeah, um, Sheriff Garris, the sheriff. Yes. Points a loaded gun at a panicked kid. It's the first thing he does. It's, it's, Tommy runs hysterically into the police station to tell about this guy who's just murdered his friend. At this point, Garris, the sheriff has never met him, doesn't know anything about Tommy, has no reason to dislike him. The first thing he does is almost blow Tommy's head off. And then for the rest of this scene, he keeps threatening to blow Tommy's head off. Yeah. And again, at this, this point like, in the film, he has no reason to dislike Tommy. This is one of those 80s movies, sheriffs. Like, at one point, he just drives him to state lines and abandons him like a dog. Where it's like, this this, this is a sheriff that can only exist before, like, the internet and cell phone cameras and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he is just, he is days away from being, like, taken, taken into custody. Like, when, like, oh, go ahead. No, he is just, he is a corrupt cop seeing, these are his last days. Like he's so he's gotten away with so much that yeah, he's not even, he's not even trying anymore. There's a, he doesn't even want to consider the possibility that Darren and Elizabeth were in an accident or something. Cause like when his daughter and the rest of her friends who are all the counselors at the camp show up, they're like, Hey, Darren and Elizabeth never showed up. We really need their help for one. And another, we're worried something may have happened to them. And he just is like, so dis like, is a sheriff who absolutely doesn't want to do his job unless it's like killing Tommy. Like as yeah. soon as he meets Tommy, his entire life becomes possessed with the idea of, of blowing his head off. All he wants yeah, to do is kill wants. Tommy. Tommy is his Jason. Yeah. He's like, I won't rest until Tommy Jarvis is dead. He, he saw Tommy come into his police station and it just clicked in his mind. He was like, I have never hated anyone more than this kid. It's, it's like he psychically predicted that Tommy would try to fuck his daughter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like he was already, he was ready to hate Tommy the moment he saw him. Um, let's see, we got uh, fucking the Gravedigger. Um, with the, every, every single Friday the 13th has this, but does he say, some folks have a strange idea of entertainment, 
to the camera. He does. So he's he has Deadpool powers. Yeah, it's it's the okay. line, the line is uh, so why would somebody want to go up go and dig up Jason? Some people have a strange idea of entertainment. Like it's it's calling out that they brought Jason. It's back. a meta joke. Yeah. yeah. But he has Deadpool powers. He's the only character in Friday the 13th to do this, right? Yes. So I I have to just assume he has Deadpool powers and, and that's it's, so huge. It's because he stays wet. Like every yes. scene we see him in, he's not just drinking, he's desperately drinking. Yeah, he's just he's basically like, just like Jason. Yeah. But he he's drinking instead of murdering. He's just drunk yeah. wandering the woods. Sucking at his handle of booze like he's about to die. Right. Like it feels like I know he apparently works at the graveyard, but it felt like he was just always walking. Like he's from Florida and he's just been slowly walking. Um because that's all we see him his wandering into the woods, talking about someone thinking he's a fart head. He's just He's just one of the darkest fucking people. Like this is a man who's given up, but you're right. He's so drunk that he knows that he's in a movie. Right. That's, that's yeah. That's the power. That's wild of the (laughs) real, just real suspect liquor. He's drinking. Right. Um, I have written down deputy Rick Cologne, um, who with his dumbass scope, Right. He's his, the, all I have for Deputy Rick is this maniac with his laser sight. Yeah. I put he's such a bad cop he gets jailed by teenagers. And then just the part where he finds the burning RV and says this is Jason's MO. I was like, yeah. is it? <laughs> well, it seems to be Jason's old MO. What exactly is Jason's MO? Yeah. Like Jason just, kills you with whatever is at hand. Yeah. That's his MO. Everything is Jason's MO. Everything is Jason's MO. He's like Bullseye and Daredevil. Everything's a weapon. Yeah. Uh, I got a little bit. Court's just kind of awesome. Court Um, fucking rules. (laughs) I love Court. Court and Paula, who is the girl who gets super killed. Yeah. They both have the thing where they confuse sounds of panic for sex or masturbating where he's like, Hey, what are you doing back there? And then later he thinks she's pooping. Yeah. Um, and then suggests Nikki. that he would like to see that. And that maybe she would like to watch him take a shit. Yes. Court's into and, shit. Yeah. Well, court and Nikki have some things. They have aerobic sex where she's trying to edge him until the song ends, edge him through a 10 minute hair metal song. Yes, that is like something Patrick Bateman would do, right? That's a Patrick Bateman move. It's, it's a like little, fucking it's the music. too awesome for Patrick Bateman. Patrick yes. Bateman would try to to edge to something whack like Phil Collins. Yes, that's true. But yeah, they're both kind of, they seem very in love and they seem to be into some fucked up stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to kink shame. They're fucking in the her only- stepdad's camper that she, like, I want to know more about Nikki. She boosted her stepdad's camper because he sucks. Right. Um, she's fucking court to a 10 minute song. Court is yeah. like the first thing I have written about court is just arch fuckboy. That's all I have written. Oh yeah. Um, I said he yeah. has Stephen King bully hair. He does. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. a legend in his own time. I, I love the he scene is. where he's telling the kids they don't know anything about Indians. Yes. And like, he's just bullshitting. Like it's, Oh, it's great. <laughs> like, I feel like the actor was bullshitting. Like, he I feel like they been. had the actor yeah. just improvise. Just make up a story. <laughs> yeah, like Court seems like a genuinely good actor. Like he's doing a whole thing here that's really fun. Yeah, um, he's great. He's a fun character. Yeah. The only other thing I have for Nikki is that her ability to stand up in a moving camper is the same as a dog's. Like she cannot stand in a moving camper. She seems unable to do that. 
Yeah, Court's Court's driving it like a maniac. Like he's like, this thing really jams. Yeah, they're both really into this camper. He starts rocking um, out to teenage Frankenstein, and then right before he gets stabbed in the side of his head, he goes like, "Hey, Nikki, look at this." What yep. is he going to show her? He's just I'm driving so down a, con- a, a country highway. I don't know. This is so. Is it controversial to say? Because I also really liked Sissy. These are the ones that I would hang out with the most. Yeah. They are some of the coolest ones. I also liked those bikers um, that were gonna, they were trying to prank the kid or whatever. Um, but like, Sissy's pretty cool in this. She reads Men at Play magazine, which I, I imagine is a real thing. I don't know. She knows the Jason Card game. So she's like a game nerd. Um, yeah, she's really into the lore of Camp Blood, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all seem kind of cool. And again, uh, she's wearing suspenders with sweatpants. It's yep, bold it's fashion style. choice. Yeah. And then, of course, I have the children. Machete child who just finds a bloody machete and brings it to the counselor. Yep. That's Nancy. Yeah. She's never going to um, be the same. Also, Nancy, no. if you noticed, they she wakes up screaming. They come in. What's wrong, Nancy? They pointedly keep saying that her name is Nancy. And she's like, it was a right. monster. He was everywhere in my nightmares. And they're like, oh, don't worry. We'll stay right here. No, no, no bad monster can get you. It's a Freddy joke. They're joking. Oh, it is a Freddy joke. Yeah. You're right. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's all I have for second best monsters. Do we have a winner? The two nihilist kids, I wanted to point out. They're, oh, yeah. They're pretty um, let's amazing. Let's see. Sissy, we got all the, all the disparate insurance maniacs are pretty great. Like Stan, yeah. Stan, the insurance maniac, is rambling about war and death in the middle of a team building paintball match for a strip mall insurance firm. Love right. that guy. Bert, the insurance maniac, he's the unbalanced one, hacking branches with a machete and ranting about women. Yeah, he's he's dark. He's dark character. And then Roy is like the little goober who's channeling, doing his, like he was thinking about Rick Moranis, you could tell the actor was. Yes. Um, he loses his gun and freaks out like he lost his wedding ring. It's a paintball right. gun. He, see, he sees Jason chop three of his friends' heads off, and his first reaction is to shoot him in the chest with a paintball gun. Hero, <laughs> a legend, right. an icon. You're right. That, all right, so I think these three paintballers are the gold standard. I guess there's four of them. Gold standard for slasher, uh, like, mini story, a side yeah, characters. side quest characters. <laughs> yeah, because, like, yes, we've had some amazing maniacs in the past, but these are the ones where they, like, they're like, listen, you have about four minutes to make yourself fucking known. Like, yeah. to, to become fucking uh uh to to live forever in this movie. They make are it count. they're on par with the sex doctor in part four. Yes, they are. They're just like, what are these fucking maniacs? They're great. Uh, just an absolutely deranged person we can slip into this Jason movie. Yeah. Like if um, it wasn't a Jason movie, you would be concerned about Bert the insurance maniac. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I deeply. Again, it is good. Swinging a machete around in the woods, just ranting about how much women suck. I think there's an argument to be made about in all of these movies, there might be a net gain of life based on the type of people Jason kill. Does that make sense? Like, maybe not by Jason X, because he does like a. You know, he kills thousands in that one. He does like but, <laughs> uh, but he does like a war crime point, in that movie. He does. But up until that point, Jason kills some people who are definitely going to also kill people. So you could argue that he is saving lives. Yeah, it's like Dexter's people. 
Yes, he's like Dexter. We should do Dexter versus Jason. We should make that happen. Um, <laughs> is it time to go through all the, the legend of the camp, Crystal Lake? God, I want, that. I want that. Impression. I've never attempted one before. <laughs> hey, you did it. I'd never seen Dexter, so as far as I'm concerned, that's the best Dexter. It's just impression Michael I've C. Ever Hall heard. speaking in a low monotone. Oh, okay. Yeah, you watched plenty of Six Feet Under. You can be under. You can picture that. That's true. Um, let's rank the deaths, shall we? I'll hmm. go through each one. I have them written down here. Uh, these are all the deaths. There are 19 deaths. Man, now, fun Jason fact. stacking bodies. Well, they I think they counted three as one because apparently in the original script, it only had 13 kills because of Friday the 13th. And then the producer said, add more. And they said, according to Wikipedia, they added three more. That doesn't equal 19. So I think they were counting the three. So we have Alan punched through the torso, gets canoed. Gets canoed. Darren. Yeah. Darren is stabbed and then thrown with a pe- fence post. Uh, Liz is stabbed in the face in a puddle with a fence post. Our <laughs> Trying to get Jason some money. Yep. Terrifying sexist paintballer, arm ripped off and then thrown into a smiley face carved in a tree. And I forgot that she tries to give, she tries to fucking, what if Jason took the money? What if he did? Yeah. It took her American what if Express that's all card. <laughs> yeah. It didn't kill her. That's all he wanted. Just cuts to Jason. You go fucking with at a shopping mall. cart full of stuff at Best Buy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Buying an NBA jam machine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, paintballer one, two, and three. So that gets us to seven kills, all chopped off at once. The triple decap. Ner- yep. Nerdy paintballer chopped into pieces, uh, dismembered. Just torn apart. Yep. Gravedigger stabbed by his own booze bottle and then macheted. Yeah, there's a funny bit where the couple that's having a picnic in the woods hears the sound of what is clearly a man being killed, and Steven's like, I'm going to go investigate. So yeah. he goes to look, and Jason is just busily hacking away at Marvin, yeah. the caretaker, after he's already killed him. So he's just sitting there chopping at his body. Yeah, he's just... <laughs> what you doing, Jason? He's just chopping up so the squirrels can eat it. You know, <laughs> he's feeding nature. Uh, and that guy is Steven and Annette, who are both stabbed together while on a bike. On a moped, yeah. Yeah. Nikki is has her face slammed into a wall and mirror so hard it imprints on the other side. Yeah. Uh, Court is stabbed through the head while driving an RV that crashes. Sissy is yanked out of window and then her head is twisted all the way around. She's yanked out of her slippers. Yep. Oh, so good. Paula is stabbed with a machete thrown out a window, dragged back in, and then... I guess exploded. Yeah. She blows um, up like there's nothing left of her. Yep. Uh, then there is cockroach smashed by a cop, um, which I don't know. I guess that counts. Um, <laughs> did we count the snake? I forget. I feel like we can't remember the snake. if we counted the snake or not. Yeah. Random cop throwing knife in the face That's so hard that one. he goes flying. It's a pretty good one. Like Jason yep. hit him with a baseball. That's how far back yes. that guy flew. <laughs> mustache cop head crushed and his boogers, boogers came out boogers crushed out of his skull it's real gross uh, yeah. and then sheriff garris literally folded folded in half, in half Dave. <laughs> this is one of the hardest ones we have to pick one out of all of these i know what mine is and it's an immediate vote it's folded in half let me double check here 
So I really liked Nikki getting slammed so hard it makes an imprint. Just shoving That's her face through to the me. side of the of the camper. Yeah. I think we're gonna have to go with Sheriff Garris folded in half. Folded in um, half, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm writing it because it's in the middle of like his triumphant moment where Jason's walking off to murder Megan. He's like, "No, not her," and he kind of beats Jason's ass for a minute. He knocks him down. He's stomping on him. He picks up a branch and cracks it on his head. He starts bashing him with a rock. And then Jason's like, all right, all right, all right, that's fine. And then that, you've, but that, but now daddy's home. And then he folds him in half. Yeah, he gets him. Like, I think the next person to get him this good is fucking Freddy. Like, it's, it's, it takes a lot to get this guy. Much. Am, guy am, well, no, no, no. It's the next movie. Tina. Tina beats his ass. Oh, Tina humiliates him. Yeah. Right. Tina has oh, magic. Tina's this an is X when, man. Yeah, this the train is going off the rails. And yeah. what's amazing is the next movie is like you think you think that's off the rails. We're still on the rails. He's gonna, gonna fight Carrie. Yeah, he is absolutely. So yeah, we have the Kevin Bacon arrow, Mark in the wheelchair, Andy split down the middle with the handstand. Uh Jason himself killed by Corey Feldman, Joel murdered by Vic with an axe, and now Sheriff Garris folded in half. Um God, I can't. Yeah, what's the next one called? Joey, not Joel, right? Isn't it oh, Joey? Let me. Yeah, no, I think it's a typo. Let me. Well, just forget it, Vic. Vic does not forget it, does he? No, he does not. <laughs> he really doesn't. He makes sure everybody else remembers it. Yeah. So, like, all right, Friday the Thirteenth Seven. What the fuck is Part Seven? I'm just. Oh, the New Blood. It's the New Blood. Right. It's Tina, the telekinetic girl. Yeah, and that's going to be fucking great. Gonna beat Jason's ass, you guys, if you yeah. haven't seen it. This isn't the first Kane Hodder Jason, is it? It is. Oh, wow. Part seven is the first Kane Hodder Jason. So we're getting Kane Hodder Jason, and yeah, we're getting Tina just going to absolutely humiliate Jason Voorhees. Um, and this is also when time starts going by, because this is the this is going to be the first time jump. I think we've already had years one or like 14 years between four and five. Yes. But this is the first significant one because uh, Tina starts young. Um, and then we show her older. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to figure that out. There'll be a time jump. I'm excited for that. So Jason is about to spend like 15 years just in the lake. Yeah, just hanging Where out. He belongs. Just hanging yeah, out. Yeah, just hanging out. Thinking about how he's going to kill people. Just really thinking 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 that through. But yeah, that's next episode. We're done with this episode. We're finished. Uh, thank you Krishanovich. Thank you. So so much. Our our AG1. We love you. Uh this is this is man, what a fucking episode. It's a pretty good this one. Is, this is this is the best movie in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We're going to have a lot of fun with other movies. Oh, yeah. The, Don't stuff, get me the, wrong. Stuff's co- the stuff coming is crazy. But yeah. <laughs> but this is, I think, this is the gold standard. Right? This is the this best is- version of classic Friday the 13th, I guess, with, you know, Jason killing cancel- counselors at a camp. Yeah. I think it's what you were saying where it's like, this is what people picture, right? When they, when they picture Friday the 13th, this is the movie. That they're actually picturing this or traditionally this or part four. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, depending on how they're seeing Jason, you yeah. know, are they seeing him as like undead zombie or just a guy? Yeah. These, this is definitely where we've really fully realized the series. Um, great film. Dave. Yeah. Great film. Great work we've done today. Yeah. We did a really good job folks. And listen, this was through our Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. Uh, for just $5 a month, you get exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder's Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, Spielboys. Uh, we watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. We've watched every single Friday the 13th movie more than once. Um, so, That's yeah, true. go check that out. These are all true statements. We also have a store. Head over to GameFleetUnemployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store where you get all kinds of cool original artwork and designs on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your mask cold peepers onto that. Yeah, slap those fucking peeper slap holes. Slap them peeper holes, yeah. Mm. All right. I think we can be done. Okay. I think we did our, Goodbye. our, our yeah. obligation here. Oh, and then some. I mean, listen. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>